Happy anniversary, Erica. Happy anniversary, Stephen. So before we get on with The Executioners, episode one of The Chase, uh, the little DVD extra that I promised uh, at the end of the crusade and then we watched at the end of the uh, Space Museum um, was Defending the Museum featuring Rob Sherman. What do you think of that? Good old Rob. I love Rob. <laughs> yeah. Rob gives some of the best hugs in Doctor Who fandom. This is this is the truth. Um, however, he was a little bit backwards about the Space Museum. I Actually, I agreed with almost everything he said, except for the fact that he started out by saying the Space Museum had three po- problems, episodes two, three, and four. I just shook my head back and forth. Did. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's right about a lot of stuff, but he's very wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Very wrong. Uh, the first episode, totally not perfect. I will agree that the ideas are amazing. It's just that the, the framework that those ideas are very haphazardly flung upon, um, it, you know, it, the framework doesn't hold up. It doesn't make any sense. If they could have given it a framework for those super amazing ideas to make sense, it would have been as awesome as he said it was. And then all the other stuff he said about how hilarious it was that everybody is basically crap at their jobs. Totally true and really fun and very entertaining. And Vicky, of course, is amazing. He said Babs, uh, he said that Barbara, you know, she just got gassed and got kind of the short end of the stick. But, you know, despite the fact that we made fun of the gas for for knocking them out shortly, she was the one that got them out of there. She was the one that kept going. She was the one that put the the rag in front of her mouth. She was the one that ended up picking up uh, what's-his-face and basically dragging him out of there. I mean, she still got to be a hero, even though she didn't have quite as much to do as, say, Vicky, who I hadn't even noticed. Another thing Rob brought up in that extra was that... uh, the scene of Vicky fomenting rebellion was kind of a reflection of what Ian did in the Daleks, getting the Thals all riled up to to go and rescue the um, the fluid link. The fluid link. Thank you. Yeah. I, I wanted to say magnetic link. I know that wasn't right, um, and I hadn't put that together. But it is kind of. <laughs> I like his idea that Vicky does it because she's bored, because there's nothing else to do, which is totally untrue. That is a funny thing to say, but she does it because she needs to save her friends, and she figures if there's a rebellion, then maybe they won't get stuck in the museum at the end. It was it was such a good story. Watching that actually made me like episodes two, three, and four even more than I did in the first place. I just I enjoyed it. I liked all the characters. I liked what was going on. It was just a fun story. Gosh. I have had a glass of wine at this point, so I'm a little even more animated than I was before. But I will have you know that I didn't start drinking the wine until after we watched the extra, and I was pretty excited after that. Yeah, but you seem to be pretty excited about episode one of The Chase. I am! (laughs) I don't know what everybody's talking about. This is fun stuff. I mean, we're only one episode in, and it could very easily go drastically downhill from, from here. But one of the things that I always love about Doctor Who is when you have a somewhat crowded TARDIS, a bunch of people around, having a good time together, bonding as a team. And that is what we got to see. He gets this giant thing working. I mean, you have the uh, stroppy Vicky teenager moment at the beginning, and I feel for her because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I was that girl, not knowing what to do with myself. She's smarter than half the people on the uh, on the TARDIS, which in itself seems a little bit weird just because she's from the future. She happens to know everything, even though she's a teenage girl. Um, but we'll Knowledge just... and experience are two entirely different things. Yeah, I know, but she knows how to fix things. She says she could have fixed the space-time visualizer. She's able to fix the computer in the space museum. I... I kind of tilt my head at that a little bit because, I mean, think about it. Just because it's an older technology 
doesn't necessarily mean everybody just knows how to take care of it. I mean, think about, you know, like computers. Would you be able to fix a DOS computer? Like, you know, good old school DOS, like, you know, autoexec.bat files and stuff. Very true. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to fix a Mac, to be honest. <laughs> and that's what you use. Yeah. So so that made me kind of squint a little bit, but I don't care. She's Vicky's cool. I will give her a pass right. on that. And I, I, I liked I liked her her not knowing what to do with herself at the beginning. That was that was funny. Yeah. Uh so the time space village So basically uh the first half of this episode is Doctor Who goes on vacation and gets a new T V. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and we should point out that we watched the British version of yeah. this. Please explain, dear. Well, uh, it's funny, actually, <laughs> because um, before this was released in 2009, there was always the fear among Doctor Who fans that um, the scene with the Beatles, because the Beatles are in this, um, not really, but the scene with the Beatles would be excised from the DVD. And it's funny because the whole time uh, Steve Roberts from the restoration team and others were sort of saying, just just don't talk about it. And, and, and they probably won't even notice, that being the people who clear this. And people kept talking about it. And so it was chopped out of the American version, but left in the UK version. So um, I obtained from her, a good friend of ours, Simon, um, a copy of episode one that has the Beatles scene intact. In the in the North American version, they just sort of chop out right after the uh, Shakespeare vignette. Um, interesting little story about the Beatles thing. It's, uh, it's, it's long been sort of this, oh, well, the Beatles have been in, in Doctor Who. Um, it was just a clip from Top of the Pops. Ironically enough, given how many missing episodes there are in Doctor Who, that clip of uh, the Beatles on Top of the Pops is the only clip of that episode of Top of the Pops <laughs> that exists today. <clears throat> Uh, originally, so the story goes, they were going to um, either visit or look back at that museum, the Memorial Museum that Vicky mentions. And all four Beatles agreed to this. They were going to dress up as old men <laughs> at their at mm-hmm. the theater and stuff. And they were all go- they were all for it. Brian Epstein vetoed it. And so they put they put in the clip from uh, from top of the pods, which I think was airing around the same time, not not too long before that. Oh. We could have had, uh, you know, especially given you know John Lennon sadly did not live to old age, and and neither did George Harrison really. So to have that clip uh, would have been quite something. Wow, my heart just broke a little bit. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know. So we could have had that, but instead we get a little clip of the Beatles, not credited, of course, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, also of Shakespeare and, and Lincoln. Yeah, we get the Beatles, and we get Ian dancing like an old dad, <laughs> which is like waving his hand in the air. I think it's a hand jive or something like that. I'm not <laughs> sure what that is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so for those of you who don't have this version, all you're missing is a few seconds of a Beatles performance on that tiny little screen, and then they zoom into it and. Yeah, and Ian dances, and everybody's excited. Although Vicky is very baffled by the fact that they play classical music. I want to point out that uh, I don't think anybody noticed it, and you weren't there at the time, I don't think, at the dance at Galley um, in 2015. Uh, they played a bit of Ticket to, the R- Ticket to Ride, and I did mm-hmm. the Ian dance. <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody noticed, though, but mm-hmm. I did, and I figured that if anybody who knew the chase was watching me, <laughs> they would have got the joke too. So just like 
I hope there was somebody there that was watching you that got the joke. Yeah. Uh, I did appreciate the Abraham Lincoln scene. Um, it looked like it was Johnny Cash uh, as Abraham Lincoln. That was it was just yeah. a strange, yes. strange thing. His, um, fol- his fulsome prison blues speech was much more impressive. <laughs> I found, but I was at first I, I was laughing because uh, Ian gives the doctor a, a date, and the doctor manages to pull up a part of the speech, which was like what two minutes long or something really short whereas the speech right before his was two and a half hours or something like that so i thought it was funny at first that the doctor managed to zero in on it but then you kindly pointed out that the doctor probably knew what ian was getting at and of course he did that makes perfect sense so so he would have done that Mm -hmm. um what else did you like about this episode what 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 made you feel it was the doctor who on holiday thing that made it uh so palpable for you or what what was good about it I just the thing that I love so much is everybody having a good time together. You get Barbara and the doctor sunbathing. It was that was amazing. And then the doctor is just singing, and Barbara says, "What's that awful noise?" And he he says, "Oh, you know how dare you say that about my singing?" And she says, "No, not that awful noise. The other awful noise. This is hilarious." Terry Nation writes some pretty pretty good funny scenes. He used to be a comedy writer before this. Right. He wrote for Tony Hancock. Who none of us know, none of us being the two of us. But uh-huh. uh, but yeah, he was a comedian in the UK, and he uh, used to be his comedy writer back in those days. Wow! So that was great. Um, I liked Ian and Vicky off on an adventure, just sort of exploring. I that's the kind of thing I would want to do. You know, just take a walk and see what's over the next mm-hmm. hill, and then when you get there, be like, oh, there's another hill. I want to see what's. You know, I used to go for walks in the uh, in the on the bike trail in the woods near where I lived, and it. I always just wanted to see what was around the next corner and the next corner. And eventually I'd end up far enough away from home that it was a real trudge to get back. But I understand that spirit of adventure, wanting to wanting to go and see. And finding a ring in the sand in the middle of a desert, that's that's magical. Her little story about, about the, the ring in the field um, and thinking that it's going to open a castle. Fantastic. That's a wonderful little piece of characterization and, you know, the idea that they still have big old castles whenever Vicky is from. This mm-hmm. is... It's just delightful. One uh, one thing I really liked about that scene is after they pull the the thing and you know Vicky giggles and stuff because you know an actual drawbridge in her mind sort mm-hmm. of open. Then a pit ha- you know opens up and they see the pit. And I like the unspoken. Let's just <laughs> climb down because they're they're yep. such experienced travelers that of course we're just going to climb down. So Vicky doesn't have to say like, oh come on Ian, let's go and explore that mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's just you know they are, they both know what they want. And so Ian just says just just to have a look, right? You know, they, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like that bit. Yeah, see, this is this is good. This is just good character stuff, which is really probably my favorite thing about Doctor Who ever. I mean, I like the plots and stuff, and I like the spooky things and the monsters and all that jazz, but it's the Doctor and his companions, and then the companion and the companions uh, hanging out and having a good time. That's that's my favorite parts. And then the Dalek appears at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the Daleks are in this, by the way. I don't know if you noticed. Yes, that's right. We get a little bit of the Daleks, which that's fine. They haven't uh, they haven't been very important as of yet. It was at first I was kind of um, not spooked out exactly by the Dalek coming up out of the sand, but I was like, oh, I wonder what that could be. And then it was a Dalek, and I was like, oh, cool, that's pretty neat. It's a little bit, you know, in the last as we Rob Sherman was talking about, we had that scene from the Daleks that was echoed in the space museum. Here we have a scene from Dalek's invasion of Earth of the Dalek coming up out of the the water sort of echoed here of the Dalek coming up out of the sand. Echoed or repeated uh, is yeah. Terranation. Well, I mean, it, it almost seemed like 
as Rob Sherman was saying, the Space Museum was sort of a comedy echo of what we had seen in the Daleks. And this sort of seemed like a comedy echo of that. And that might be me speaking from speaking of someone who has heard about the rest of the chase uh, but at the same time it sounded like the Dalek was making noises like that it was it was it was upset about all of the sand that it had to get out of like it was grunting which I found very funny so I choose to read this as a comic reinterpretation of that scene so it's not just repeating itself it's actually you know turning it on its ear a little bit and so far I'm on board it's funny, actually, speaking of repeating things in the uh, Dalek invasion of Earth, they wanted to pull a Dalek out of the actual river, and that effect didn't work, so I think they did some model effect or something like that. And this one, they actually tried to bury a Dalek in the sand on location, Whoa. and that, look, that effect didn't work. They didn't learn. They didn't learn. They spent a whole bunch of time burying a Dalek in the sand, and then eventually just had to shove it up through the um, the model table, so I find that parallel interesting yeah especially since you'd think it would be much easier to drag something out of water than it would be to drag it up out of friggin sand yeah. wow i don't know I, I don't i don't know what uh what the scenario was i've just seen like i've seen the on location pictures of them sort of burying the dalek in the sand and i didn't see any mechanism of how they're going to get it out of the <laughs> sand so maybe they just maybe they just took it to the beach and maybe they're just sort of building a sand castle around the dalek i don't know all right, now I want to go to a beach somewhere and see somebody build a sand Dalek because that would be super cool. I don't know if I've seen that. And you'd think that in this day and age we would sort of see something like that, a sand Dalek. You know, if anybody out there has seen pictures of a sand Dalek, please tweet them at us because I want to know now. Me too. I've seen snow Daleks. I've seen people make snowmen. Yes, yes I have. Cool. Yeah, I have too. So basically Google sand Dalek for us. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag let me Google that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Because we, we're too lazy, right? Oh, yes, yes. There we go. There we go. All right. Uh, you want to watch uh, episode two? I do. Okay. Yeah. We we still have some more wine, and we've been eating cheese and crackers. Ooh. Um, if you are a gluten-free person, like I am, or like I usually try to be, uh, I have to say, uh, try the Breton, Breton? How do you pronounce Breton. it? Pronounce it Breton. Breton uh, gluten-free, what are these? Herb and garlic crackers. They're really good, and they're excellent with uh, Monterey Jack with jalapeno cheese. Just saying. Lazy Doctor Who brought to you by Dare Breton Crackers. Made better with Dare. They're not actually brought to you by that. Well, they are in in that they are providing us sustenance right now (laughs) and keeping us alive. They're physically sponsoring us to do this podcast. (laughs) Yes, and they're quite delicious. So, yeah, I think we should uh, get some more wine and watch some more of The Chase. Yes, the death of time. Ooh. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary.